Chapter Six of the Old Maids Club by Israel Zangwill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six: The Grammar of Love. The Moon Man's name was Wilkins, and he did nine tenths of the interviews in that model of the new journalism. Wilkins was the man to catch the weasel asleep, hit off his features with a Kodak, and badger him the moment he awoke as to why he popped wilkins lived in a flat in chancery lane and had his whiskey and his feet on the table when silverdale turned the handle of the door in the gloaming what do you want said wilkins gruffly i have come to ask you a few questions said silverdale politely but i don't know you sir said wilkins stiffly don't you see i'm busy it is true i am a stranger but remember sir i shall not be so when i leave i just want to interview you about that paragraph in the moon stating look here roared wilkins letting his feet slide from the table with a crash let me tell you sir i have no time to listen to your impertinence my leisure is scant and valuable i am a hard-worked man i can't be pestered with questions from inquisitive busybodies what next sir what i write in the moon is my business and nobody else's damn it all sir is there to be nothing private are you going to poke and pry into the concerns of the very journalist no sir you have wasted your time as well as mine we never allow the public to go behind what appears in our paper but this is a mere private curiosity what you tell me shall never be published if it could be i wouldn't tell it you i never waste copy tell me i am willing to pay for the information who wrote the paragraph about clorinda bell and the old maids club go to the devil roared wilkins i thought you would know more than he said silverdale and left wilkins came downstairs on his heels in a huff and walked towards ludgate hill silverdale thought he would have another shot and followed him unseen the two men jumped into a train and after an endless seeming journey arrived at the crystal palace a monster balloon was going off from the grounds herr nickeldorf the great aeronaut was making in solitude an experimental night excursion to calais as if anxious to meet his fate by moonlight alone wilkins rushed up to nickeldorf who was standing among the ropes giving directions go away said nickeldorf when he saw him i have nodings to say to you you makes me schweitzen he jumped into the car and bade the men let go ordinarily wilkins would have been satisfied with this ample material for half a column but he was still in a bad temper and as the car was sailing slowly upwards he jumped in and the aeronaut gave himself up for pumped in an instant moved by an irresistible impulse silverdale gave a great leap and stood by the moon man's side the balloon shot up and the roar of the crowd became a faint murmur as the planet flew from beneath their feet good evening mr wilkins said lord silverdale i should just like to interview you about you jackanapes cried the moon man pale with anger if you don't go away at once i'll kick you downstairs my dear mr wilkins suavely replied lord silverdale i will willingly go down provided you accompany me i am sure herr nickeldorf is anxious to drop both of us verklitsch replied the aeronaut 
well lend us a parachute said silverdale no danks beebles never return parachutes well we won't go without one i forgot to bring mine with me i didn't know i was going to have such a high old time by what right sir said mr wilkins who had been struggling with an attack of speechlessness do you persecute me like this you are not a member of the fourth estate no i belong merely to the second a what a peer i am lord silverdale no indeed lord silverdale lord silverdale echoed the aeronaut letting two sandbags fall into the clouds most people lose their ballast in the presence of the aristocracy oh i am so glad i have long been anxious to meet your lordship said the moon man taking out his notebook what is your lordship's opinion of the best fifty books for the working man's library i have not yet written fifty books ah said the moon man carefully noting down the reply and when is your lordship's next book coming out i cannot say thank you said the moon man writing it down will it be poetry or prose it is as the critics shall decide is it true that your lordship has been converted to catholicism i believe not then how does your lordship account for the rumour i have an indirect connection with a sort of new nunnery which it is proposed to found the old maids club oh yes the one that clorinda bell is going to join nonsense who told you she was going to join the moon man winced perceptibly at the question as he replied indignantly herself thank you that's what i wanted to know you may contradict it on the authority of the president she only said so to get an advertisement then why give her two by contradicting it that is the woman's cleverness let her have the advertisement rather than that her name should be connected with miss dulcimer's very well tell me something please about the club it is not organized yet it is to consist of young and beautiful women vowed to celibacy to remove the reproach of the term old maid it is a noble idea said the moon man enthusiastically oh what a humanitarian time we are having lord silverdale said herr nickeldorf who had been listening with all his ears i have to you give de hospitality of my balloon vill you in return take mine frau into de old maids club as a visitor with pleasure as she is a married woman nein nein i mean as an old maid ich habe sich nicht noting i do not require her any longer ah then i'm afraid we can't you see she isn't an old maid but she half been ah yes but we do not recognize past services oh warum wasn't the club founded before i married groaned the old german himmel what a terrible mistake it is to her i owe it that i am de most celebrated aeronaut in der ganzu welt it is the only profession in which i escape her gewice she haf de kopf too weak to rise mit me ah when i come up here it is himmel rather taking an unfair rise out of your partner isn't it queried the moon man with a sickly smile and what would you have done in was sagt man in my shoes 
the moon man winced not put them on are you not yourself married the moon man winced no i'm only engaged mein herr said the old german solemnly i have nothings but drubble from you you make to me mein life von burden but i cannot see you going to de altar without putting out de hand to safe you it was stupid to yourself engage at all but now dat you have committed de mistake shtick to it how do you mean keep yourself engaged do not change your condition any more what do you say lord silverdale said the moon man anxiously i am hardly an authority you see i have so rarely been married it depends on the character of your betrothed does she long to be of service in the world the moon man winced yes that's why she fell in love with me thought a moon man must be all noble sentiment like the moon itself she is then young said silverdale musingly is she also beautiful the moon man winced bewitching why does your lordship ask because her services might be valuable as an old maid oh if you could only get diana to see it in that light you seem anxious to be rid of her i do i confess it it has been growing on me for some time you see hers is a soul perpetually seeking more light she is always asking questions this thirst for information would be made only more raging by marriage you know what stevenson says to marry is to domesticate the recording angel at present my occupations keep me away from her but she answers my letters with as many queries as a constant reader she wants to know all i say do or feel and i never see her without having to submit to a string of inquiries it's like having to fill up a census paper once a week if i don't see her for a fortnight she wants to know how i am the moment we meet if this is so before marriage what will it be after when her opportunities of buttonholing me will be necessarily more frequent but i see nothing to complain of in that said lord silverdale tender solicitude for one's betrothed is the usual thing with those really in love you wouldn't like her to be indifferent to what you are doing saying feeling the moon man winced no that's just the dilemma of it lord silverdale i am afraid your lordship does not catch my drift you see with another man it wouldn't matter as your lordship says he would be glad of it but to me all that sort of things shop and i hate shop it's hard enough to be out interviewing all day without being reminded of it when you get home and want to put your slippers on the fender and your feet inside them and be happy no if there's one thing in this world i can't put up with it's shop after business hours i want to forget that i get my gold in exchange for notes of interrogation i shudder to be reminded that there are such things in the world as questions i tremble if i hear a person invert the subject and predicate of a sentence i can hardly bear to read poetry because the frequent inversions make the lines look as if they were going to be inquisitive now you understand why i was so discourteous to your lordship and i trust that you will pardon the curt expression of my hypersensitive feelings now too you understand why i shrink from the prospect of marriage 
to the brink of which i once bounded so heedlessly no it is evident a life of solitude must be my portion if i am ever to steep my wearied spirit in forgetfulness of my daily grind if my nervous system is to be preserved from premature breakdown i must have no one about me who has a right of interrogation and my housekeeper must prepare my meals without even the preliminary chop or steak sir my home life must be restful peaceful balsamic it must exhale a papaverous aroma of categorical proposition but is there no way of getting a wife with a gift of categorical conversation please say there is no way etc for unless you yourself speak categorically the sentences grate on my ear i can ask questions myself without experiencing the slightest inconvenience but the moment i am myself interrogated every nerve in me quivers with torture no i am afraid it is impossible to find a woman who will eschew the interrogative form of proposition and limit herself to the affirmative and negative varieties who will for mere love of me invariably place the verb after the noun and unalterably give the subject the precedence over the predicate often and often when my diana in all her dazzling charms looks up pleadingly into my face i feel towards her as ahasuerus felt toward the suppliant queen esther and i yearn to stretch out my reporter's pencil towards her and to say ask me what you will even if it be half my income so long as you do not ask me a question but isn't there i mean there is such a thing obtainable as a dumb wife mutes are for funerals and not for marriages besides then everybody would be asking me why i married her no the more i think of it the more i see the futility of my dream of matrimonial felicity why a question lies at the very threshold of marriage wilt thou have this woman to be thy wedded wife and to put up the bands is to loose upon yourself an interviewer in a white tie no leave me to my unhappy destiny i must dream my weird and anything your lordship can do in the way of enabling me to dree it by soliciting my diana into the old maids club shall be received with the warmest thanksgiving and will allow me to remain your lordship's most grateful and obedient servant daniel wilkins enough said lord silverdale deeply moved i will send her a circular but do you really think you would be happy if you lost her if said the moon man moodily it would require a great many ifs to make me happy as i once wrote if cash were always present and business always paid if skies were always pleasant and pipes were never laid if toothache emigrated dyspepsia disappeared and babies were cremated and boys and girls were speared if shirts were always creamy and buttons never broke if eyes were always beamy and all could see a joke if ladies never fumbled at railway pigeonholes new villas never crumbled and lawyers boasted souls if beer was never swallowed and cooks were never drunk and trades were never followed and thoughts were never thunk if sorrow never troubled and pleasure never cloyed and animals were doubled and humans all destroyed then if there were no papers and more words rhymed with giving 
existence would be capers and life be worth the living your lordship might give me a poem in exchange concluded the moon man conceitedly an advance quote from your next volume say very well and the peer good-naturedly began to recite the first fit of an old english romance ye white moon sailed o'er ye dark blue vault and safely steered mid ye fleet of stars and threw down smiles to ye ancient salt while venus flirted with winking mars along ye sea-washed slippery slabs ye whelks were stretching their weary limbs while prior to going to bed ye crabs were softly chaunting their evening hymns at this point a sudden shock threw both bards off their feet inverting them in a manner most disagreeable to the moon man while they were dropping into poetry the balloon had been dropping into a wood and the aeronaut had thrown his grapnel into the branches of a tree what's the matter they cried change here for london said the hare phlegmatically unless you want to go mit me to calais in five more minutes i shall be crossing de channel no no put us down said the moon man i never could cross the channel oh when are they going to make that tunnel thereupon he lowered himself into the tree and lord silverdale followed his example guten nacht said the hare folkstone should be somewheres about fortunately de moon is out and you may be able to find it i say shrieked the moon man as the balloon began to free itself on its upward flight how far off is it i will not be was heist is interviewed guten nacht soon the great sphere was no bigger than a star in the heavens this is a nice go said the moon man when they had climbed down oh don't trouble i know the southeast coast well there is sure to be a town within a four-mile radius then let's take a hansom said the moon man wilkins are you i mean you are losing your mind said lord silverdale and linking the interviewer's arm in his he fared forth into the darkness do you know what i thought said wilkins as they undressed in the lonely roadside inn for ballooning makes us acquainted with strange bedfellows as i was sliding down the trunk with you on the branches above no what did you i mean you did think what well i'm a bit superstitious and i saw in the situation a forecast of my future that tree typifies my genealogical tree for when i have grown rich and prosperous by my trade there will be a peer perched somewhere on the upper branches Debrett will discover him indeed i hope so said the peer fervently for in the happy time when you shall have retired from business you will be able to make diana happy End of chapter 6